roll your R's. You you play a duck call for a living. <laughs> that was good. That was it. <laughs> yes, you got it. Oh, he's got the Rona. I don't have the Rona. What's new, Emily? We're doing this. Oh, I my just, gosh. I just went into it. <laughs> I'm it's not ready. go time. So much is new. Start somewhere. Okay. Can I just set the vibe? Set the vibe. Um. First of all, if you're new to this podcast, welcome. Welcome. My name's Emily. This is my husband, Travis. Hi. Uh, we have a co-host named Nate, but it is lake season where he is, and so he's vacationing. And he's about to be on his honeymoon, which he was supposed to go on two years ago now. I don't know. Like, I've lost all track of time. I think about a year ago. year and a half ago, I think. Yeah. Because they were originally supposed to get married in april or something right and then it got pushed back and it got pushed yes, back again. they had a covid wedding um and then a wedding wedding and then now they're having their honeymoon so right good for him anyway nate's gonna be out for a couple weeks anyway this is a podcast about duck hunting and fishing and florida outdoors things um but also about taylor swift and pineapple on pizza and generally things we, that make travis disgruntled we like to say we are outdoors people that have a podcast versus a outdoors podcast yeah we we have a hard time sticking to just the outdoors podcast but I, I feel like i had to lay that down because setting the mood like it's fall now it's september 7th when this podcast is being released and we have pumpkin lights in our studio we have a fall candle going heck yes i have literally spent the day cleaning the back porch like resetting it for fall and i'm just really like it feel you got a, you got it, a new rug it, and you're excited it, about that rug <laughs> i did i got a new rug for the back porch because lowe's listen if it's september 7th where you are run don't walk to lowe's because all of their outdoor area rugs are 50 percent off even the pretty ones is folklore taylor's best fall album mm. I feel like that is it. Um, I really also like Speak Now as a fall album. See, I feel like that's more okay. Maybe fall, but like late fall, early winter for Speak Now. Which is the isn't that which is the one that has all too well? Is that the red album? I think that's the red album. That's my favorite Taylor Swift song. Google. But I will tell you that Back to December is on Speak Now. Yeah, and, okay. and December makes me think of. So winter. I feel like I feel like Taylor is very versatile. <laughs> Yeah, it's more about your season of life than the season of the day. But like, I like there are definitely some of her songs that are fall songs for me. Folklore is a fall album, I think. Okay. I think about it at the start of duck season, even though it's only been out for one duck season. I've actually just had my first go around with folklore in the past two weeks. Sat down and made myself listen to it. Really? Mm-hmm. First dance. That's your first dance. Yeah. I What'd didn't you know think? if you were talking about a song from folklore you think? or. I think Taylor needs to quit with Bon Iver or whatever his name is, but everything else is fantastic. I thought it was definitely like her swimming in a different pool. It's darker. Um, and I really, I, I just love it. Honestly, I, love I do an, too. I love an artist that's willing to kind of like, I put her in the same, like, so Billie Eilish, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift. Uh, I really like what they do. Yeah, I agree. They're very creative and not in the auto-tuned, let's find a blonde bimbo. They also are very, fair to say? like, internally, like, they, they face internal when they're making yes. a decision about what they're going to put external, and I love that because their compass is, like, inside. More critical thinking applied to their yeah. artistry. Anyways, wow. What's new with you? Wow, we just jumped right into it, didn't I we? No. This goes in hand with that a little bit because there's a new season of conversations. Everyone's been like, what did you do? Like you stopped doing two podcasts a week. And 
partially COVID screwed that up mm-hmm. because I had some people scheduled to do interviews with. So going back to Emily's level set, because we're kind of coming back around on this, um, we do normally we do two podcasts a week for about 40 weeks a year. And one of those podcasts is this podcast, which is a lot of fun. The one you're listening to right now, we think of it as more of an entry podcast, like light, breezy, airy. Just it's a couple, like what we would talk about in the duck blind with our yeah, friends. People just hanging out and talking, catching up on what's going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a current issue or something, we may tackle it. But And we've done that this summer over restricted hunting areas. So that hijacked part of the conversations was all the fight about RHAs that took place over the summer. Mm-hmm. But also, we had some interviews scheduled. COVID got in the middle of that. We had a live show on top of that, a live podcast that so many of you came to. Thank you for doing that. And then um, just juggling and getting everybody scheduled around duck season and getting the interviews done. So I think I now have six recorded, totally recorded. Um, I think I have three of those six edited. So planning to bring those back this Thursday and start conversations again. And they will run up until the opening of regular season duck. Which is Thanksgiving week. The week before Thanksgiving will be the last conversation for this season. Awesome. But they're they're interviews, they're deep dive interviews. And this is what I kind of wanted to talk about. This season of them is going to have a very different feel than other seasons have. Really? Why? Because... I don't know how to say this fairly without without it being reductive to the people I interviewed, but we're interviewing more people on the what we would label environmentalist side. Mm. A lot of them are very much conservationists, but we would label them more the environmentalist side. So um, you're going to hear some voices and some folks uh, that are not hunting, fishing advocates at all, but they are very much involved in Florida conservation and conservation at a big level. And in a big way. And you've got to meet, you got to meet at least one of them. I did. <laughs> so uh, we'll go ahead and tease that out. Tori Linder will be on the podcast. Tori is with Path of the Panther and she's, she's worked with Nat Geo and delightful, she's, delightful she's, woman. Yeah. I consider Tori a good friend and um, she came to the house and did the podcast with us. And so that's going to be a really good episode. That'll air in a few weeks. It was really lovely to have um, her here because she's just cool, but also she's a producer. So, um, it was nice to have someone who's like-minded or about show. Yeah. How, how this is going to roll and, and everything yeah. else. Um, it was fun to watch her try to art direct you. Yes. That's a thousand percent what she did. What else is new with you? Oh my gosh. So we had an epic Labor Day weekend. We went more hen hunting. Um, candy corn coots. Candy corn coots is another description of them. But also, don't we call them some kind of chicken? No, we can't. So, um, oh, but they look like a chicken. Like it was disturbing to me that they had talons like a chicken. Do the chickens have large talons? <laughs> yes, Napoleon. The Morhens had chicken talons, right? Yeah. No, it's they have these giant feet, so they can walk on top of lily pads and stuff. Oh, okay. And then they swim some too, but they they walk or run on top of lily pads a lot. Now, why do we hunt them? Because they're delicious. Yeah, that's why. Um. They are, they were so good. So we had a friend who had us over to their home and he has a tandoor oven. Tandoori, I think is the way it's pronounced. Okay. And, um, he, we, so we shot the more hens that morning and then cooked them that evening and celebrated that hunt. And it was really, it was like such a fun day, like being on the water with our people, um, getting to eat that food. It was so good. So it's kind of a fun weekend. And we caught a lot of heck for the invites. 
Did you see this on Facebook? Like, yeah. A lot of people were like, why uh, didn't you? Sadly, and like Travis does not have the power to invite all of Cast and Blast Florida audience to someone's house. I do not. Also, we found out about it on like Friday night or Saturday. Like, <laughs> yeah. And said, hey. We sort of invited ourselves. Someone actually. said, yeah, we're, we're going to explore uh, this area. And I said, well, we want to go do that. And yeah. like, okay, come on. So it was a, it was a little bit of a last minute. Um, but good thing that we came because our boat killed the most more hens, number one. Number two, we are still unparalleled on boat snacks. Unparalleled. 100%. We rocked those people's worlds. So... In our cooler, we had we had shrimp. Shrimp rings are bogo. Peel and eat shrimp. Right yeah. now, if you're in Florida, just FYI, at the, at the time of this airing, they're bogo. Yeah, I think you have one day at the time of the airing. I think they switched their bogos on Wednesdays. Yeah, but, so get there now. But yeah, so we had cold shrimp with cocktail sauce, and I had cut up pineapple, and then one of our friends brought oysters, and so like. We had elk burgers. We also had elk burgers. We had elk burgers. Somebody brought ribs. We bring a little stove whenever we go out. A, a blackstone griddle. On the boat, yeah. Um, and somebody brought, Steve brought like some oh, kind was, of elk was, steaks. No, no, it was venison. He brought venison. Uh, backstrap and some, I forget what the other cuts were, but man, they were good too. Like oh my they gosh. cooked perfectly. They were just. So like basically if you're going to go out on one of these adventures, expect to gain like 10 pounds in one day. Yes. Because all we did was eat. <laughs> yes. But uh, so fun. Such a fun day out on the water on the St. John's River. So beautiful. It, yeah, it so was a beautiful. it was a pretty area. Like where I, we live, it's ridiculous I how had pretty not, it is. I had never been on that stretch of the river. I've I mean, been on either. the St. John's a lot in my life, but I had not been on that stretch of it. So very, very cool to kind of explore and just look around and um super super fun. I'll say this, uh that was several folks first time hunting Warhands. Mm. And uh, <laughs> we, I had done it a lot more. So we had a little bit of an advantage because ah, gotcha. I've hunted more hens a lot in my life. Like I'm not, I won't say a lot, but I don't know. If you're making a list of people that have hunted more hens, I've done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the, I think that's the tipping point these days for what means Good a job. lot in more hens. <laughs> um, but we, we did that and it was really cool to uh, Todd Reichert. I'll give him a shout out. He listens to the podcast. Mm. He was there. Um, he listens to the podcast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hi Todd. And <laughs> I just thought he was a nice guy. It was really cool standing next to him and he had not cleaned a moorhen before, or I don't know if he did. I think he may have cleaned a grouse when he was a kid with his dad or something, but he had not cleaned up. It was the first bird he harvested and he was cleaning. a. That's cool. So yeah, it was kind of I cool saw you kind of teaching him like in the assembly line. I felt well, like I, he, he asked, I am, I'm no better at any of those guys than any of all those guys are as good or better than me mm-hmm. at cleaning stuff, particularly Adam Steele, whose house we were at. Yeah. Adam Steele is like a wizard when it comes to processing games. So uh, I felt a little bit inferior to be teaching, but happy to do it. I can show you what I do. All right. I can show you what I do. So uh, we had to get out of there a little bit early, but it was a great day. Um, super fun to be out there on the water and have an elk, elk burger and venison and oysters and everything you said. That was so much fun. So fun. I would do that again tomorrow, except <clears throat> I would be pretty tired. Speaking of wizards, um, we are rewatching all of the Harry Potter movies in honor of Halloween season, spooky Correct. season. So I feel like Stacy's doing, our friend Stacy Woodham's doing that too. So it's like Cindy Stites is doing it. Is Stacy doing it too? I think so. Oh, okay. Anyways, if anybody else is doing that, let us know because. Yeah. Mm. We just started Half-Blood Prince tonight. Because yeah, we watch it, we'll like we we'll watch it and eat dinner with it, and watch like half of it. And then Can we it. talk about like okay? We were just we were discussing this the other day, like rewatching the show. 
this is my first time rewatching it. I feel like in maybe Five, eight years. years. Yeah. And then I, so I've seen it. I saw it when they came out and then I saw it when our kids saw it and now I'm seeing it again. And I feel like this is the first time I'm not seeing it around the frenzy of a book because our kids, we had, we made them read the book before they could see the movie. And we took Olivia, my daughter, our daughter, we took her to like the opening nights of the last three movies. I think Yeah, we were there at midnight to see it when it premiered. So like, I feel like we're kind of like, for me, I'm seeing it for the first time in a lens where I can really appreciate how good the movies are. <laughs> like, cause the first time you're just trying to consume it. Yeah. I'm just obsessed with like the story, but this time I'm, I'm like watching the acting is so, so good. And like the CGI is so, so good. Anyways, they're so good. And it's such a great time of year to rewatch them. If you're looking for something to watch, it really truly is. And it's one of my favorite series of all time. Like it's just such a good anyway. Emily was like, we got to watch some fall movies. And what did you try to force down our throats? Hocus Pocus. Hocus, we're going to watch Hocus Pocus. Yeah, absolutely we are, baby. Uh, Practical Magic is a really good one. Does that Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman? Yes. Because I will sign up to watch that one <laughs> okay, occasionally. Okay, we'll watch that one. Hocus Pocus, not so much. I do want to watch a new, like, spooky-ish movie this year. I think I want to try The Witches of Eastwick. Okay. I'm not familiar with that one. I'm not either. Okay. Anyway, there you go. Uh, what, what else is new with you? Duck scouting. Oh, it has started, everyone. <laughs> it is It is happening. You're smiling. <laughs> You're smiling. It's so hard. It's like when you send a child off to college, I would think. like Sending me off to duck scouting? Is yeah, like, it's, it's awful and it rips me apart because I hate everything about it. But you love it so much. <laughs> you don't hate everything about it. You hate me being gone. Like we're codependent. We are extremely codependent. Like I'm trying to make not, it sound fair. So it's you don't not sound like healthy. Um, but it's also just like the, for, like you are, you can work on the thing that's right in front of you. It's true. So like for during duck season, like that's all you can do. And you can't think about groceries or think about locking the door when you leave the house or think about like, like so it's just, it's like a, it's just, I, I have to make the adjustment to like step up more than I normally do. Yeah. And that's just part of it. I appreciate it. Although Will is at the age now where he can start to help too. Yes, and thank God, thank you, God, that Will is wired like I am. Yeah, in like safety and like so, I trust him implicitly. Like he checks all the lights and all the doors in the house before he goes to bed. Like, and he does it. Like he checks me. I'll go check him, and he'll be I like, know. "Dad, did you lock the front door?" I know. Like, you know what? Why don't you have some respect for your elders? But I didn't. <laughs> no, because yeah, <laughs> but I also didn't. <laughs> you lock cannot my door. trust that your dad will do that. <laughs> it's just not in my. I don't know. I'm, so I'm really working hard. How to is scouting going so far? Um, so far, it's going really good. What are you seeing out there? Ducks. Blueing teal. Wood ducks are everywhere. In fact, there's so many teal around right now. I'm really going to try to stay off the wood ducks for early teal season. Mm. Just to give them a, a, like, I'd like for there to be more of them for the regular season. And they're do not going to reproduce, but they'll be prettier. Do you know off the top of your head what the bag limits are for early teal this year in Florida? Yeah, you can kill six teal per person per day. Okay. Blue or green wing, you're not going to kill a green wing. I think every year, like in the state, we get like six reported. Mm -hmm. It's because, it's a good question you're asking with your eyes right now. It's because blue wing teal are photo period migrators. Mm -hmm. So they migrate based on day length. Okay. That's why we have this around the summer solstice, yeah, what, yeah, whatever yeah. happens in this time of year. Um, green wing teal are more weather driven than day length driven. So they'll stay up north until the weather forces them uh, south. Okay. 
Oh, so yeah, we don't see Green Wing till probably like December, January, right? It, it's rare if for us come. to kill them early. Last year they did show up a little bit early, but it's rare for us to kill them early. So what's your prediction on early teal? It, here's the one thing we don't know right now is what what the storm did to like the Midwest Flyway. As it yeah, went by. so like oh, because it, it swept all around the northeast. Yeah, but from like the middle though. The scientists I know say that most of our blue wing teal come from the Mississippi Flyway. Okay. If you're not a duck hunter, there's four flyways: the Atlantic or Eastern, the Mississippi, the Mountain or Central, and then the Pacific. Um, we get our ducks. We, we're considered a an Eastern Flyway or an Atlantic Flyway state as far as jurisdiction goes. But we get a lot, almost all of our teal come from the Mississippi Flyway. Okay. So, because the storm came in through Louisiana, we don't know what's going to happen there. Like, first, did it force us ducks early? Because Mm -hmm. we've got a crap ton of teal right now. Mm -hmm. We also don't know, are those teal here to stay for a while? Or are those teal here today and they're going to be gone in two weeks when the season happens? Okay. They might move on down to South America or Cuba or wherever they go. Also, now that everything's flooded in Louisiana, which they might sit there. Yeah, they might sit there and stop. And I, again, I'm not being reductive to people's homes being lost or anything else. We're talking about ducks right now only. So I don't want to gloss over that badness that happened. Yeah, in Louisiana. It's, tra- it's tragic. Yeah. And like, like, honestly, we, having been through hurricanes as Floridians, it's it's gut wrenching to know what they're going through. Absolutely. Millions of people still without power. Like, ugh. yeah, ugh, terrible, ugh. terrible. But the teal will stop. If more stuff gets flooded, those teal will find it and sit there. So there's right. no, they may have a banner season. They may have a terrible season because they're spread out. Like that's happened to us before in a really wet year. Yeah. We get a lot of birds here and then they're all sitting in places you can't get to. Mm. And then come regular season, they're not there. Because the water's higher and they have access. Like, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Right. They have access so, or we don't have access. Uh, but duck scouting right now, I'm very optimistic. I'm very happy with what I'm seeing. Just I'm, I've seen thousands of blue wing teal. That's not an exaggeration thousands of blue That's wing so here. exciting plus i've seen thousands of resident ducks everywhere I, or not thousands but i've seen good groups of resident ducks everywhere i've gone black bellies models wood ducks with would you be willing oldest. to give us like just a list of locations where you've we've seen the deal? yeah absolutely am <laughs> i will text that over to you um but we'll have to yeah we're not going to discuss that on here what else is new with you um listeners this is your dear friend, Emily. I feel like. This is Auntie M. No, I feel like we have a different relationship than you have with Travis. And I feel like that's good. Um, <laughs> I would just like to say that if you're new to the show and you haven't left us a review on Apple Podcasts, will you please do that for me? Like, d- like just take Travis out of the equation and consider what I have to deal with living with him. Um, although he's a wonderful person. <laughs> I was about to say, where are you going? <laughs> a five-star review. No, I don't care how many stars it no, is. No, you do care because it messes it up. It doesn't mess anything up. Five star review. Por favor. Listen, when you go to like buy furniture on Amazon, you read all the reviews. You read the one star reviews and the five star reviews and you form your own opinion. If somebody wants to leave a one star review, I say bring it on. We need your criticism. I think to this day we've only ever gotten a one star, one, one star review and it was a guy that freaked out about us about COVID stuff. Really? Yeah. I, I say a guy. I don't know if it was a guy. I, the, the username indicated to me it was a guy. It's the only one-star review we've ever gotten, to my knowledge. Okay. We've gotten a four-star, and every other review we've ever gotten was a five-star. Well, we've got some a three-star, too. Oh, do we? Yeah. I don't remember that one. Um, And it's all fine. Listen, here's what I want to tell you. It's, it's difficult to leave us a review. You have to go to specifically the Apple Podcast app. 
go to our podcast, scroll down, click on the reviews and then leave a review. It's kind of kind of tricky to figure out. But if you will please leave us a review. We haven't had a review since June. This is September. We know our listenership is going up because we see some of the numbers on the back end. We just need you to leave a review and that helps other people find us too. Um, so please leave us a review. I will read it on the show and make fun of your grammatical errors or tell you how much we love you or ask for follow-up information. It's all in good fun. None of those are incentives to leave a review. <laughs> leave us a review, please. And thank you. What, 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 what else is new with you? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you about a new podcast. I'm actually going to tell you about two new podcasts. I'm going to tell people to go listen to other podcasts than ours. Cool, Trav. Good job. Yeah. Marketing 101. Follow me for more marketing tips. No, we got to spread the love though. Um, the first, I didn't have this on my notes until this week. I just discovered it this week. But the first is called Behind Fishing Lines. And that is, Emily got to listen to a little bit of this with me the other day while we were in the car. Um, this, this is, I, I co-signed this recommendation. Yeah, because you love her so much. Right? I do, yeah. So our good friend, Christina <laughs> Weber. Christina effing Weber. Is, who's a nut job. Like in, in the best way possible. She's just one of the most delightful people I've ever met on the planet. Love her like a little sister. She asked us to adopt her. So maybe love her like an older daughter. I, I don't <laughs> even know. Um, I didn't know we were, she was up for adoption. She's not. Oh. She's 30 something years old. Like we're oh, not adopting her. I can't. I don't want her baggage her and everything going on <laughs> in her life. Anyway, if you know who Christina is, um, she is, I don't even know where to start. We worked together years ago at CCA Florida, yep. probably 10 years ago now. And she is um, just a delightful person. Her handle on Instagram is redfish, F-E-E-S-H. Uh, her and her friend Mariah, who I think I met a couple of times when Christine and I worked together because they've always been friends. Um, they started a podcast called Behind Fishing Lines. And it's really uh, them just rambling and talking about things and fishing occasionally enters the equation. If you're looking for a delightful. Yeah, but Christina recently in her life has had an adventure. Like she picked up and moved to Costa Rica. She moved to Costa Rica and then they moved to Mexico. Yeah. So like you you don't even need any more information than that. But just as an outdoors person who got to move to Costa Rica, I'm sure she got to do some fishing there. That was exciting. And like go listen to that podcast and find out. Yeah. What happens? Go check them out. Go leave them a five star review too. If you're leaving reviews out Heck there, yes. like help them out because they are awesome. And I love, I love, like I said, if you could bottle and sell Christina Weber, I would buy it. She's just, she's a good person, and I, I hope she, I hope they're super successful with this. Um, the other podcast, and on that one, I would say I would not listen with little kids in the car the first time. Oh yeah, it's got the E rating on it. It's ex- there's some explicit, but nothing like like racy or anything. They're just they. they don't hold back. It's, they curse like men. It's exactly like being on a fishing boat or a duck or like women, I should say, because women are way worse than men. Uh, the anyway. other the other one I want to tell you about is called Naturally Florida, and I've actually got an interview coming up with the Naturally Florida girls, and I don't know if that's a is that okay to say it that way. Maybe you should just call them the podcast hosts. The the host of Naturally Florida, Lara Milligan mm-hmm. and Shannon Carnavali, Carnavali. Said it right that time. I didn't say it right when I interviewed them. I love them. that last name. Um, they are IFAS extension agents in Polk and Pinellas County. What's that mean? An IFAS extension agent is a is a faculty member at the University of Florida. What is okay? So I want to know what it stands for. Do you they're know? like a professor or a teacher. Uh, Institute of Food and Agriculture Services, maybe. Oh, uh, it's fa- it's basically farming, agriculture. 
cool. That cool, kind of cool. stuff. I, IFAS is is uh, IFAS does uh, herbicides and invasive plants, and the Center for Invasive Plants is Aquatic Invasive Plants is in IFAS. Okay. So Shannon is the Polk County IFAS agent. Lara is the Pinellas County IFAS agent. They started a podcast called Naturally Florida. And this is a delightful little podcast if you like wild stuff. And what I mean by that is they did an episode on, and their podcast is really short. It's like 20, 25 minutes. Huh. They did an episode. That would be a great goal for us. I need, shut up. (laughs) I need to send you a link to it because you would love it. Actually, you can find it, Emily, in the show notes of this episode. Oh, okay. Um, They did an episode on lizards and specifically the green anole that we have in, oh, yep, in yep, Florida yep. Mm-hmm. and how they've kind of changed where they sit in trees and how they behave. And they did an episode on Cuban tree frogs mm-hmm. and how to identify them versus other tree frogs and how to euthanize them. And um, they did an episode on fireflies. Okay. Did you know that Florida has more fireflies than any other state? I did not. More firefly species, not more fireflies like count. Okay. Because I know that. Because you think of fireflies, you think of like the Tennessee River where they're all lit yeah, up. Yeah, I think it. about Alabama where yeah. you can see them at night. Um, Florida has more species and it goes into like some of them, like younger people can see the color variation. Mm. So like your kids will be like, oh, that's a green firefly or that's a yellow firefly. They really are that color. But sometimes as you get older, they all look the same. Mm-hmm. Certain ones flash at certain times of the day. Anyway, fascinating stuff. It's all stuff they're bringing to the public and they, they give you little tips like... Um, I was talking to our neighbor. Fireflies are found under leaf litter. They live most of their life as grubs. Mm. And I was like, you would see more if you didn't rake your leaves as often. What? Yeah. Interesting. So you remove the habitat for them. Even in your like manicured yard, you're removing firefly habitat. So super cool. Naturally Florida. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, but I've got an interview coming up with them. And I think you guys will really enjoy it because they're both delightful people. That's so cool. I can't wait to hear that one. Spoiler alert. She, Shannon is the girl that when I asked what her, uh, boat snack was she said wine <laughs> so my people yeah you can take the girl out of Polk County but you can't take the Polk County out of the girl anyway two podcasts coming your way you have one more what's new with you what is new with you Emily oh my god oh my god this is the biggest thing okay so anybody who's been following us for a while knows about the RHA saga which is the restricted hunting areas um We've been partnering uh, internally and then reaching out to FWC to get them. You got, you, I can't cover the whole thing. You got to go back and find all the episodes about RHAs. We have them. They're, they're labeled. If you, if you care about it, it's a restricted hunting area thing. It's about hunting near houses on lakes with development. And in our interpretation, the extension of property owners' rights onto public waters. Yeah. That's it in a nutshell. Right. So anyway, there, there was a lot a lot of work behind the scenes. So today, one of our dear friends, Fletcher Hallett of Hallett Insurance, who is a sponsor of the show. um, (laughs) 904-315-5812. There's a famous jingle. Someone will sing it for you someday. He reached out to the Ranella brothers on the Meat Eater podcast, Steve Ranella. And I don't, I don't really want to say how he got this on the show because I feel like I don't want them to get spammed with stuff. <laughs> um, but basically... He re- but he reached out cold calling. Yeah. Dude, like, put in some research like a spy and figured out who to email and got the RHA issue in front of the right people at Meat Eater. And it was featured on the latest Meat Eater podcast as a discussion point. Um, 
Travis is going to pull up the episode name so I can give it to you right now. But essentially, the guys pull up Fletcher's email and they talk about the restricted hunting area rule. And they very quickly, like if you start listening to it, you might like my blood pressure was going up while I was listening to it because I was Same. like, where are they going to fall Same. on this? Are like, they going to wait? Are they going to? I, f- I feel like they were sort of siding with the law at the beginning, but then the more they, when they started unpacking the rule, they quickly identified all the holes in it that we have been saying for months and months and like a year now of, Oh, this doesn't make any sense. And how is this going to be legislated? And how's this going to impact 10 and 20 years in the future? So it was just so encouraging and so exciting to, to hear that on a national podcast, like meat eater that has the audience that they have. So What's the name of the episode? Do you have it? It is We Did Start the We Did Start the Fire, episode 289. And it happens their their podcast, 2 hours and 20 minutes for this podcast. God bless. So where do they start talking about RHAs? An hour and 16 minutes and 18 seconds. If you want the exact time, there's yeah. going to be a little pause there and then they will start talking about it. So right around an hour 1620, they, so they will start talking about it. Give it a listen and then it's only like six or seven people. Minutes. If you need any insurance <laughs> questions, needs, policy reviews, quotes, whatever you need, call Fletcher Hallett because if you're listening to this podcast, he is one of your people. And I'm not just saying that as lip service. He shows up to the commission meetings. He is emailing people behind the scenes. Like he is doing the Lord's work for hunting in Florida and conservation in Florida. Call Fletcher Hallett. Support him because he's supporting you, even if you don't know it. 904-315-5812. You can call or text him. We just integrated the ad with a segment. How about that? Yeah, we did. Was that dope what we just did? Like like seamlessly? I'm ready to buy that man a pizza. Are you? Yeah. That's what you want to buy him? I want to say something. Like my phone blew up this afternoon after we shared that. Oh, did it? My phone blew up and people were calling me like, how did you get that on Meat Eater? I'm like, I didn't get it on Meat Because one person cared enough to do it. It's exactly right. Like that's, I think that's the beauty of so much of what we try to do is not make it about me or you or Nate or Dan. We try to make it about building a better informed constituency of people that are involved and engaged. And I'll, I'll, I'll pick on Peter or Curry right now. Peter's been working really hard around behind the scenes to get some new areas opened up for hunting. Mm. And he's just picking up the phone and calling people and picking up the phone and email or sending emails to people and, I don't know that anything will happen to that, but there's no harm in trying. And we have a whole litany of people ready to get behind you on it. Yeah. Like that's that's what we're good at is assembling the community <laughs> and educating and getting behind these things. Do so, you know what it reminds me of? What? Like back in the like 70s, 80s, 60s and before whenever you wanted those, a job. Those, those weren't in order. Yeah. But whenever you wanted a job, you would like print 50 copies of your resume and you'd walk up to a business and go to their front desk and say, I'm looking for a job. Here's my resume. Like, nice to meet you. I wanted you to see my face. That is what it reminds me of. It's like back in the grassroots and it's still super effective. It's a thousand percent grassroots. I I don't know if you guys noticed it, but our sponsors are Hallett Insurance and Harold Adjusting Services. It's not Yeti and Sitka (laughs) and... And I'm not saying we wouldn't take their money if they Although, wanna, they Sitka should be sponsoring us for as much money as we send their way every month. Am I right? <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> but no, super good deal. Thank you so much, Fletcher, for all your hard work to get that done. Like, Yes, seriously, MVP. MVP, but so many people. Like, that's just such a team effort. That, that thing I know. makes me so proud because it's such a team effort. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Very cool. 
Anyway, last one. Okay. What's your last thing? Last one is um, people have asked us because at the live show we announced all Florida. Yes. It's coming. Our it's nonprofit. Coming. Our nonprofit, all Florida is coming. And people have asked if they could be members in it yet or how that's going to work. Um, what we will tell you is beginning, like it's up there now. You can go to allfla.org and sign up to be in our membership list, our email list, I mean, and, and we will email you when membership sales go live, when donations go live, when the website's up, yada, yada, yada. So um, make sure you can go to allfla.org and we will, that way you'll be in the, in the know for when that stuff launches. And we'll talk about it here too, but it helps us out because we're building out a good database of names and everything else so we can really structure this in a way. One of my pet peeves with nonprofits has always been they don't mobilize well. And I, I always was irritated when I was a member of a nonprofit and they didn't tell me there was a meeting in my own backyard about spraying or about water quality or about whatever. And that's the thing that I really want to be committed to is making sure that communication gets out to our members as well as possible. So anyway, um, allfla.org if you want to keep tabs on that and see what's see what's coming. I just signed up. Did you? To get notifications. Yep. Thank, thanks, Sam. Um, you had already signed up. Oh, well, now we have a test on what it does with duplicates. It calls it a reconversion. <laughs> oh, nice. Super cool. Thank you for thank you for testing that for us. That's a reconversion. Like I need to get baptized again or something. Yeah, there you go. I think that is everything I have on my list. I think that's everything you have on your list because I can pretty see. pretty full for like the first couple of days of September. Yeah, and for not having Nate here. If Nate had been here, he talks so much. This would have been an hour and a half episode. <laughs> we would have had a weather update yeah. and a huck date. He would have talked about his dog. He would have talked about his weather. He would have talked about being in the lake and catching fish. Yeah. Can we just basically... He would have celebrated the RHA thing with us though. And like, oh, that is what I wish he'd been here for. Cause that was so cool. Thousand percent. And we will get his thoughts. Maybe I'll call him this week so we can drop it in next week. We'll get a Nate date, an update from Nate. A Nate date. Uh, like a, instead of a Huck date where Nate updates us about his dog it's Huck. Nate line. Nate line. Oh, that's, <laughs> that is it. That is it. Uh, <laughs> wow. You just sent me back with that. That was incredible. Anyway. Thank you guys so much. We got a lot of exciting stuff coming for you this fall. I I don't I, I don't want to overpromise, but Cameron Bissell, mm-hmm. who does our book club, yeah, and and writes for us and stuff. We're bringing back the My Florida series. Should be back next Monday from the time this airs. <laughs> Big beyond. Sorry, <laughs> we're recording this in the middle of the night, and we're bringing back the My Florida series. If you like reading that stuff, that's coming back next Monday. So you have to like explain. Every if you go to castandblastfl.com, you can get to the My Florida series, which is where a bunch of guest contributors come on and write about why Florida is their Florida. What is it? What is the thing? What what is the thing that grabs you about Florida? We, we ask them to answer the question, where is your Florida and why? And they do that. They and, sure do. And it's powerful. It I mean, is. I think it's the best writing on Florida it's you will disgusting find. Disgusting how good it is. Uh, Nyla Pipes, Brad Ferris, Elizabeth Bland, Cameron Bissell, Dan Daniels. Like, I, I'm sure I'm leaving some out and I feel bad for whoever they are. Tracy Dean. Tr- Tracy's will publish next week. That'll <gasps> be the first one. Oh back. my God. Tracy's hasn't published can't yet. Wait, so can't wait. Can't wait. I'm excited about that. But anyway, Cam helps us out a ton behind the scenes with the book club, but also with writing. And. He's going to come back on. He's never been on a duck hunt. Ever. Cam's never been on a duck hunt? Cam's never been on a duck hunt. So What is he doing? He's going to come on the podcast and ask us all the questions for a first-time duck hunter. 
Oh my gosh. What kind of gear does he need? What kind of ducks? How he's worried about identification. Like he's got a whole list of these questions. He's going to come on and ask those questions and it's going to be a great episode. I, so I'm super excited. That's going to that. be coming soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. Are you going to get us out of this episode? Sure. How do you get us out of the episode? Stay woke. Thanks for listening to Cast and Blast Florida podcast. Serious outdoorsmen who don't take themselves too seriously. As always, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you can figure out how to do that. You can check out our store at castandblastfl.com. Click the shop link. Or you can join us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. The very best thing you can do for us, though, is to invite someone else to listen to the show. Recruit us a new listener. We hope everyone has a great day and enjoy the dulcet tones of Trail Diver as they take you into your week. Hey.